0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to week nine of Topic Forever. How crazy that we are already nine weeks in, almost ten episodes. It feels like we've just been doing this for like a week or two. Yeah, so we have a lot to talk about today, but something that was not in the script that just happened is my friend keeps repeatedly texting me, uh, saying, do you want to FaceTime? And I'm saying, sorry, I am recording a podcast. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, uh, with that out of the way, um, a really, really amazing thing that happened this week, uh, to both me and Oscar is, um, Oscar, do you want to talk a bit about Judy coming over and maybe explain to the audience who is Judy?
1: Um, so Judy is a, it, she was my first teacher. Uh, that's the way I can put it. She was my first teacher when I started at Q Park Montessori, which is the school that I started at. I started in CASA 2, which is basically, I think it's uh, junior kindergarten. Mateo? Yeah, I think, I, think...
0: I think that's the right thing.
1: I'm pretty yeah. sure. And so I started in CASA 2, and Judy was my teacher for two years, and she sadly left when i was in grade three and so she listened to our podcast and she came over to congratulate us about it and she was just really lovely she like wrote us cards and everything and we hadn't seen judy in years like mateo i don't think
0: i have i hadn't seen her since grade three yeah i mean the last time I saw if if you guys haven't figured out yet, um we were both in the same Casa class or some yeah, people would call it. Mateo you, know you,
1: started, you started in Casa One, didn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I started I started in Casa One.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and yeah, I haven't seen her since she's left our old school. And like uh I would have <clears throat> like in Casa 1 I would have never known that we would still be at that we would have both moved schools and both been at the same school and I would have had no idea that we we would be doing a podcast together. So it's just amazing and <clears throat> yeah, Judy she came over to congratulate us and tomorrow on Sunday cuz we're recording on Saturday. Uh we are actually she gave us like it's a I it's heard, uh pizza, pizza Iolo. Pizza, Iolo, pizza Iolo, I think. That's yeah. Pizza, pizza Iolo. It's a gift card, a $30 gift card, and she said you and Oscar go share this and have pizza together. So <clears throat> tomorrow we're having a socially socially, socially distant pizza party. At the park. Well, not pizza party. We're just sitting together and having... Just going to
1: hang out, talk about stuff.
0: Yeah, so I think it's going to be super, super fun. Um, But yeah, it was so cool. I mean, it's... I don't know, randomly, um, Judy just kind of contacted us, and she said, like you know, can I come over? And yeah, a funny, another funny story about Judy coming over is I thought she was coming to both of our houses on Friday, which was when we're recording this yesterday. But it turns out she actually came to Oscar's house on Sunday. So then on like Monday or Tuesday, Oscar came up to me at the end of the school day and said, Hey <laughs> hey, you didn't tell me Judy was coming over and I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah um I thought she was coming on Friday. So Oscar, what did that what did that feel like to just have, you know, Judy who you haven't seen uh you haven't seen in lots of years four years what did it feel like? hi this is future mateo oscar's mic cut out during this part so he was just talking about how it was incredible and i will start off from right when he was talking about how he could not contact judy couldn't actually contact my parents
1: to tell me oh she's coming and uh just a heads up so she just showed up on sunday while um, i I was in my pajamas and then she just like it was the best morning ever because i just saw judy and i'm just like
0: uh yeah yeah i I imagine like it's just randomly this person who you've had no connection to in years just comes comes to your door knock 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 hello um (laughs) so yeah it's um you know it's so funny. Um, on more of a serious note, um, <clears throat> Oscar, I wanted to have a conversation with you and with the rest of the audience about vaccine hesitancy, because you know there's lots of vaccine he- hesitancy lately. COVID vaccine hesitancy, and do you have he- any? Th- it- Oscar, do you have anything to say to people who don't know if they're go if if they want to get the vaccine or not?
1: Well, I mean,
0: like this
1: pandemic has gone on for quite a while. Like we all know that it started last year. like this has gone on for over a year, and the only way that we're able to stop this is if is if everybody or at least or at least the majority of people get vaccinated. So I know you can be hesitant, and, like, that's what you can do. Nothing about that. But you also have to think, if you're hesitant, and you are, you just think to yourself, like, do you really want to be, like, because if you don't get the vaccine, then you will, then you will, like, be at risk. But if you're a kid, like, you obviously, you don't have as big of a risk. But, like, say, for example, like, you're 50, you have, like, asthma. Like, that's a huge problem.
0: But, be- yeah, like, uh, sorry to interrupt, but, like, even if you're a kid, uh, you know, you know that you have very low risk, not getting the vaccine is putting your grandmother at risk. It's putting, your, it's putting your family, your friends at risk. And I just want to say, <clears throat> I am not trying to talk to people who do not believe in vaccines. We are not addressing them. I want to talk to people who believe in vaccines and have gotten the flu shot, let's say. But that, I don't know, do I really need to get the COVID shot? It's so new. That's the people I want to talk to. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, Um. definitely, like, you're putting, you're putting, if you're not putting yourself at risk, it, and if you're not worried about, Uh, being at risk because maybe you're young and you're healthy. You're then putting your you're then putting your friends and family at risk. So just make sure maybe rethink your decision not to get the vaccine. And maybe, you know, I it's it's okay. And I mean, yeah, that's that's really all I have to that's really all I have to say for vaccine hesitancy. Another thing uh, I I saw uh, when when I was just kind of looking what to put in the script this week is basically, Oscar, I don't know if you uh, remember this, but in like a long time ago, the Mac used to have those like Mac PC commercials where there would be you know, the the guy that represented the Mac and the guy that represented the PC. Do you remember that?
1: I never used a computer in my life until September this year, so no.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, but yeah, anyway, um, I'm sure lots of you out there uh, know what I'm talking about, but it's... Apple, Apple. They used to have these commercials where it would be a PC and a, Ooh, Mac. a Mac and, a and well, you know, they would kind of talk to each funny. other and it it was it, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, I just go and search like uh Apple Mac versus PC on Google or YouTube and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um <clears throat> but anyway, the guy who was the Mac, now does commercials for Intel, so for PCs. So the Mac commercial guy now advertises the PC and Intel, which I, I, I just thought that was, that was really, really funny. And even if you don't understand what I'm talking about, you don't really need context to understand what's going on here. A guy that used to advertise for Apple in their commercials now advertises for Intel in their commercials. Anyway, just thought that would be, um, that's kind of a funny, a funny thing. Uh, the early warning system for whales. Anyway, these this new system um could like protect endangered mammals and ships it's like an early warning system for ships that it kind of uh, it it knows uh, from what i understand um it it helps keep uh like blue whales, uh, safe from like collisions with ships. Um, and I think it's been shown in the U.S. and unveiled in the U.S. Um, but yeah, it's just really, really, really cool to know that they're protecting endangered whales and stuff. And it makes you feel kind of cool what o- oscar what do you think about this do you think it's kind of a a cool way to protect whales so ships know what what how, how close they are to whales
1: i think that that's a really good idea mateo
0: yeah yeah i mean it's amazing it's amazing what they can do um to it's amazing how how they can you know get little trackers and stuff to uh, to kind of almost save save the planet, um, because you know there's some people that are killing tons and tons of fish, and you know, um, but and there's some people that are actually saving the whales and saving the fish, really, really cool, really neat, um, nice idea uh yeah super cool um oscar you wanted to tell a story today do you want to tell that story uh sure mateo so as
1: you guys probably know from listening from i think episode one and episode two i love greek mythology um i've read a lot of books about greek mythology and so this is the story about sorry no theseus and the minotaur pardon me in Greek mythology, Minos's son Androgeus has been treacherously killed while he was in Athens. Minos immediately sought revenge from the Athenians, and as retribution, he had them send to Crete several youths, every seven or nine years, to be devoured by the Minotaur, a terrifying monster, half human, half 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 man, half bull. The young Athenians were thrown into a dark maze full of arcades and dead ends, wandering aimlessly until the Minotaur would find them. Theseus, the son of the king of Athens, Aegeus, did not endure this humiliation and demanded to be among the seven young men that were to be sent for the third time into the labyrinth. So he arrived in Crete and met Minos' his daughter, Ariadne, with whom he fell in love. Ariadne then gave Theseus a lame spinner, known as Ariadne's Thread, and advised him to tie his end to the entrance to the labyrinth and unwrap it so that he could find the exit after killing the Minotaur. Theseus entered the dark arcades holding the mite and managed to kill the Minotaur by cutting off his head, thus ending Minos' blood rage. Then he managed to return to the exit, following Ariadne's Thread. Theseus looked, took Ariadne with him on his boat and began the journey to Athens. However, they made a stop on the island of Naxos, where they celebrated their love. While on the island, the god Dionysus, who is the god of wine, appeared in Theseus' dream and told him that he had to leave the island without Ariadne, since she was meant to stay there and become Dionysus' wife. Ariadne stayed in Naxos and got married to Dionysus, while Theseus returned to Athens. The two lovers never met again. The labyrinth in King Minos' palace was designed by a famous inventor and engineer, Daedalus. It is said that Athena herself taught Daedalus. King Minos commissioned to Daedalus and his son Icarus the construction of the labyrinth that would hold the monster minotaur at, that would hold the monster minotaur. After finishing their work, King Minos imprisoned father and son inside the labyrinth in an effort to prevent knowledge of his labyrinth from spreading to the public. Father and son were thinking hard on how to escape until Daedalus came up with an idea. They gathered a lot of feathers from birds and glued them together with wax, thus making four large wings. They tied the wings to each shoulder and fled from the island of Crete. Daedalus had warned Icarus not to fly close to the sun because the the wax would melt. After passing the island of Delos, the boy, forgetting himself, flew high towards the sun. The hot sun softened the wax that held the feathers together, and Icarus fell into the sea and drowned. Daedalus named the place where sun fell Icaria in his memory.
0: So, I want to recommend something also today. Uh... I've been watching a show for, I think it was my grandma who originally got me introduced to the show, and I've been watching it forever. Uh, it's like it's, and it's, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but it's called CBC Marketplace, um, or Marketplace for short. Um, so Marketplace is like, it's kind of like maybe an investigation show. Is that how I would put it? I would put it as an investigation show. Um, and they, yeah, they investigate a lot of stuff. Um, and it's every week. And they kind of, for example, they were looking at, uh, tinted windows and bright headlights one week. They were looking at uh, bias in appraisers one week um, or appraisals. Um, So, yeah, it's a really, really interesting show. Uh, It's like all of the stuff is true. It's by CBC. uh, And it's, yeah, it's like an investigation show. It's super duper interesting. Uh, I really like it because um because of how creative they are with the topics um and yeah I think it's super duper cool uh so yeah I think you guys would really I think a lot of people watching this would really like it um and yeah I uh, it it's um it airs well uh, airs it's not thank you everybody for watching week nine of topic forever i had a super duper fun time oscar i hope you're i hope your cold um gets better and you can also follow us on instagram to get episode teasers on either friday or saturday so yeah uh thank you everybody uh oscar do you want to say goodbye
1: Bye-bye. Bye.